Hallelujah. Well, God's good. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Brother Russell and the worship team. Uh, I want to jump right in tonight to the word. Uh, turn with me to the book of Habakkuk. To the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3. It's one of them weird places. Kids Church, you're now excused. See Brother Michael in the back right there? Line up. Laking that way, baby. Okay. Habakkuk chapter 3. It's on page 1,146 in my Bible, that is. <laughs> I don't know about yours. Habakkuk. It's somewhere in the middle there. Amen. See right there? It's about right there. Amen. <laughs> about right there, isn't it, Brother Chris? <laughs> Amen. Habakkuk, one of the minor prophets, but a prophet indeed. Amen. Minor, major, it's a prophet. Amen. Habakkuk's name means embrace. So if you're a note taker, you're going to need to know his word means embrace. Because we're going to learn something tonight, I believe, from his life. And I hope that we can all learn something about our life. Amen. I actually was sitting on my couch yesterday in my own mess. I think I texted Brother Chris. He's the only one that I've really shared this with. And I uh, was able to share this with him yesterday and just had some things going on. And you, you feel it, you're obedient to the Lord. Not you feel, you are. I feel like not always, but you do what God asks you to do. And, and, and that's all you can do. But when you do what God asks you to do, that does not mean that hard times aren't going to come. Amen. And so sometimes it's what we do in the midst of that. And so I'll be honest with you. I just sat there in my couch yesterday and was praying and seeking and searching for God. And, and so this scripture I was actually writing for the newsletter for Thanksgiving and this week, the Lord has just put this, this passage in my heart, but I read beyond, and I'm thankful that I did. I read beyond verse 17, and I got to verse 18, and then I got to verse 19. I didn't just stop at verse 17, but all week I'd been stuck on 17. I'm like, man, if there's a 2020 verse, it's Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. <laughs> Amen. So, so that's what I was thinking, but I'm thankful that I didn't stop there, amen. I was looking for, Brother Russell's always good at having a amplified Bible. I thought I had one here. That's all right. He's a sinner for reading that version anyway, isn't he? <laughs> Where is Russell? He's not in here. Amen. Do you, The Amplified? Okay, thank you. Secret centers, amen. <laughs> Sister Tammy, you got it pulled up? It's cut, all right. It's not very good. We're in Grittany. Um, but I'll, I'll read it here, and um, if you'll stand with me tonight, let's just honor God's word, amen. 
So I just titled this tonight, Yet I Will Rejoice in the Lord. Thank you, Sister. Yet I Will Rejoice in the Lord. She got it for me, Sister Tammy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. You ever felt like that was you before? <laughs> if it could go wrong, it went wrong. Amen. If something didn't go right, nothing was going to go right. Amen. Verse 18. Aren't you glad I didn't stop at verse 17? Amen. You know, the goodness of God, he always makes a way of escape. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He makes it personal. He's my strength. He will make my feet like hind's feet. And he will make me to walk upon mine high places. You see, he made it very personal in verse 19. And so I believe that God tonight wants to make it very personal for all of us. Amen. I hope I came to encourage you tonight. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. In Jesus' name, I ask you, God, to minister. I ask you, Lord, to anoint. I ask you to help. I ask you to speak your truth, Lord, as you always do. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to read one other passage of Scripture out of the book of Zephaniah, chapter 3. Verse 17 says, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. How many of you know he's already been mighty tonight in this house? In our midst. He's already been mighty. Amen. I just, I love the diversities of what God does in this house. Amen. Tonight was a little different. God's moving and meeting needs. Amen. I could tell it was a little hard, but that's all right. God's right in the middle of it all. Amen. I thank God for that. Amen. Here's what he goes on to say. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Hallelujah. Who's going to do that? The Lord is. Now what did, what did Habakkuk say? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in God and the God of my salvation. Now Habakkuk said, I'm going to do that. What is Zephaniah saying who's going to do that? The Lord. Amen. So here's what I believe. I believe that whenever we have joy and when we dance in the Lord, I believe that it activates heaven. And the Lord God Almighty begins to activate the joy over us and he begins to dance. And he begins to sing over our lives. Amen. And so let's just know that tonight that God is in our midst. Amen. The Amplified says this in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. Though the fig trees do not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines... Though the yield of the olive fails and the fields produce no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there is no cattle in the stalls, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exaltation in the victorious God of my salvation. What kind of God is he? He's victorious. The Lord God is my strength. 
my source of courage, my invincible army. Amen. Somebody needs to say that. Amen. I will choose to shout in exaltation in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. You got an invincible army on your side that a lot of times we don't even know is there. Amen. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. That's good stuff. Amen. I said that's good stuff. Thank you, sister. So I just want to minister the next few minutes tonight, and I hope encourage you upon this title, Yet I Will Rejoice in the Lord. Yet I Will Rejoice in the Lord. Amen. We know that the word, the name Habakkuk means to embrace. And we all have to come to the understanding that whatever life brings us, we have to learn to embrace that in the grace of God. Amen. Because, you know, just as Habakkuk is faced here in verse 17, in the book of Habakkuk chapter 3, the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing at all. Amen. And if you look to it through the physical eye, you're going to see lack. You're going to see decrease instead of increase. And that's why we have to know that there's an invisible army that is on our side at all times. Amen. I know that what we're facing and what we have been walking through just in this church and in our personal lives and in the personal seasons that I know that many of us have been in, we could really relate to verse 17. Can anybody say amen? We can see that maybe our life, maybe, maybe we see things and we look like there's decrease. Maybe we look like nothing is going on for the good. But I've got to tell you that we can't stop there. We have to keep pressing into the things of God, amen, because we have to get to the place in our life where circumstances don't dictate what I do, amen. Listen to this. You don't choose what you go through, but you do choose how you go through it. I said we don't choose what we go through, but we do choose how we go through it. It's up to us what kind of attitude we choose to have and what we go through in life. Amen. But we can't dictate and determine what we walk through and what God is going to bring our way. Amen. I, I know Brother David said the other night, he was talking about the clay being put back on the wheel. And I just heard this in my spirit whenever he was ministering that the other day. He said, pressure brings a greater measure. Pressure brings a greater measure. And so what is the Lord always looking after? He's looking for a greater measure of Christ in our life. How is the greater measure going to come? It's going to come through the pressure of his hand. And when the pressure is applied to the clay, then it brings a greater measure to that that it is molded into the image of Christ. And so if you have felt some pressure lately, don't resist or reject the pressure because the pressure that's being applied to your life is the hand of God and his heart is to get a better measure 
measure out of the vessel that he's molded and making. And so God is the creator. We are the creation. And so God knows where the impurities are that are in our life. And so God knows right where those things are. And the hand of God has to put pressure and apply pressure to form that clay, to form that vessel into what God desires for it to be. Amen. We've had Brother Nolan here. He's, he's, a, he's a potter and there'll be clay, there'll be clay in there, but there'll be rocks and impurities in that clay. And the first thing that he does, how many of y'all have ever seen a potter? Raise your hand. The first thing that he does is he takes his hand and he mashes that clay down. You ever felt like that before? But before he can ever bring the clay up, he first has to put it down. He has to put it down on the wheel so that it sticks good to the potter's wheel. And that's the first place that it goes is down. The first place don't go up. And if he wants the vessel to go up, guess where he puts his hand at to get it to go there? On the inside. And then he puts one hand on the outside. And as the wheel's spinning, he takes both hands and he pushes them together and he pulls it up. <laughs> but there's pressure on the inside and on the outside. You ever felt that way? I'm hard-pressed on every side. <laughs> every side. God's hand reaches all the way around the vessel. And so what does God begin to do? Well, you've asked me to grow you up. And so if you're going to grow up and mature and be like Christ and be the vessel that I've called you to be, then it's going to take the pressure of my hands all around you because you asked for this. You said in your prayer when you got born again, well, what do you want? Well, I want to be like Jesus. What do you think I want to be like? Well, if you truly want to be like Jesus, then there's a lot of impurities that have to be pulled out of us. And so he is the potter. We are the clay. And so guess what? The clay don't tell the potter what we're going to be. <laughs> you see, the potter knows what is needed in the world. The potter's not going to make anything that can't be used. Are you with me? The potter's not going to use anything that he's going to make and just have to set up to collect dust. He's going to create something and make something and mold something that can sell for somebody else's shelf because if they can sell it, then guess what the potter's going to do? He's going to sell more. And so I can promise you this one thing. God knows what we need to be so that we can be used in the world. He don't want a bunch of people sitting on church pews collecting dust. He knows what you and I need to be. And he knows when you're not doing that. And he said, well, I better apply a little pressure right there because they're getting comfortable now. <laughs> Amen. They're getting, they're getting comfortable where they are. And so what does the hand of God do? He begins to push you. Now, some of us reject the pushing of his hands. Some of us are kicking back. <laughs> Amen. And I can tell you, if, if that's you, you need to repent. Amen. Some of us resist the working of God's hand. And so it takes pressure. So listen, you don't choose what you go through, but we can choose how we go through it. Amen? I'm trying to get somewhere. Habakkuk, verse 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. That's a pretty, pretty empty life. Nothing good is going right for the prophet Habakkuk. Everything's empty. The stalls are empty. There's no food in the field. The olives aren't producing. And do you know what? In Israel, if the olive tree don't produce, guess what? That's not good. 
Amen. If there's no cattle in the stalls, guess what? Who's going to eat? So where's the provision going to come through? It's not going to come through you. It's going to come by him. And the thing that Jesus is trying to get all of us to do, I believe all of us could look at our life right now and say, man, I can relate to verse 17. There's some places in me that's empty. Things hadn't went the way that I thought it was going to go. Things as we're coming to a new year. We can look back at 2020. I'm thankful that Sister Amanda Crabb said the other day, 2020 is hindsight for me. Amen. We need to put that bad boy in the, in the rearview mirror. We're going on. Amen. But I can definitely relate to verse 17. But I thank God for verse 18. He said, yet. Yet. How many of you know that little word right there is powerful? I said, that little word right there is powerful. Because he could have just stopped at verse 17. But he said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Amen. That word yet, I looked it up. Miriam, Miriam's dictionary says the word yet means but at the same time. <laughs> but at the same time. I understand there's no cattle in the stalls. But at the same time. I understand there's no money in my bank account. But at the same time, I understand things might not be going right with my children right now. But at the same time, I understand my children may be going wayward. But at the same time, there may be no food in the field. There may be no food in the refrigerator. COVID-19 may have blasted through here. But at the same time, amen, we can't look to what the world looks at. We can't look to what the natural eye looks at. And this prophet said, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I know the olive trees failing. I know the fig trees failing. I know everything in my life looks like it's failing and going backwards yet at the same time I'm going to praise my God I know that my gas tank don't look like I got enough gas to get to church but at the same time that says that I'm going to put the pedal to the metal and I'm going to go rejoice in the house of the Lord can you say hallelujah I said there's something powerful about the word name yet it may be only three letters but I'm telling you at the same time there's authority there's power no matter what you're fighting no matter what you're facing no matter what the devil tried to convince you not to come to this house tonight but at the same time the devil was running his mouth but I showed up and now I'm going to press in I'm going to find my place in the order of God at the same time it means nevertheless and it means however no matter what the devil said nevertheless however I'm going to praise God hallelujah it can also mean still I see all that. I see everything's empty, but guess what? Still, I'm going to praise God. Amen. And it could mean even if, even if. What did the three Hebrew boys say? Even if, even if my God don't deliver me and I burn up, I'm still not bowing down and serving your golden image. <laughs> yet, yet, I'm still not going to bow down, Nebuchadnezzar. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say that the fire is going to do. I believe my God will deliver me through the fire, but even if he don't, they're saying, I'm still not yet. Whatever, I'm still going to worship God. 
And church, if we can get there to that place, no matter what you try to say, devil, no matter what the world tries to convince us, no matter who steps in office in January, does any of that going to determine the direction of our lives? No. I'm telling you, no matter who goes in office, I can tell you who I voted for, but it don't matter that. I'm telling you, I'm still going to rejoice in the Lord God Almighty. I know things may be failing. I know things may look empty. I know things may look bleak. I know what's going on. I feel the pressures, but I know what my God is doing. And tonight I stand before you and I say I choose. I choose in the middle of all of that, in the middle in the face of the devil. I yet choose to rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. I'm trying to get somewhere. There's one thing, two things I really want to say. Amen. And I'm ready to say it. I, I, I said, I'm ready to say it. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation. I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation. I'm fixing to show y'all something. Y'all have always thought I was just weird. <laughs> Amen. So the first thing he said, I will rejoice in the Lord. That word rejoice means to triumph and to be exalted. If you want to triumph over verse 17, amen, then you got to get to verse 18. And yet, even if, nevertheless, however, amen, but at the same time, I get it. I know it don't make sense for me to still worship. I don't feel like worshiping, but at the same time, I do. <laughs> Amen. Kind of like an oxymoron. Is that, a, is that the right word? <laughs> Amen. I don't feel like doing it, but at the same time, I do. <laughs> Amen. There's something in me that's pressing me to do it. And it's greater than my flesh is. Amen. So at the same time, listen, this is a real battle. I know we don't always feel like it, but at the same time, I do feel like it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so that's what we have to engage in. But at the same time, I'm just going to do it. And then when you do it, something happens. You ever experience that? Something just breaks off of me. You're like, whoo, I felt that. Amen. I didn't at first. And I didn't until I just engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Whenever I let go and engage, now God come. Amen. When I let go, then God came. Amen. I could have stayed stuck on verse 17. That's easy to do. A lot of us could say our stalls are empty. <laughs> our figs aren't blossoming. I ain't seen no oil in years. <laughs> Amen. I ain't had no oil coming off me. I can't feel the anointing for nothing. But yet, I'm still going to preach. I ain't felt the anointing yet. I'm still going to worship. Amen. I'm still going to do what God said to do. Amen. One day it's going to come back. One day the stalls are going to be back filled. But even if they don't, I'm still not bowing down to that. I'm still going to worship God. Why? Because he's worthy. He said, if I'm going to triumph, then I have to choose. But at the same time... I'm still going to worship God. God's not in how you feel. God's a faithful God. And he activates by when we have faith. Amen. A lot of times I don't feel God. Y'all, the devil tried to not get y'all to come Sunday, didn't he? He's a liar, though. Amen. Did you feel like coming? <laughs> but on the way home. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But you just had to get here. Had to get here. I'm telling you, hell always tries to stop that. Amen? But you just got to get here. 
Then once you get here, you got to get here a lot of times. <laughs> the devil don't mind if you just get here. Just don't get here. Amen. What was your name, sister? Ashley. Had the devil would have been all right if Ashley would have just got right there. But once she got here tonight, uh-oh. He's mad now. He's mad now. You see, the devil would have loved to stop y'all Sunday morning. Don't go back down there. It's too far. That church is too far. It costs too much. Amen. Don't worry about that. But guess what? Look behind you. Look at the fruit of your pressing through. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to understand that our life impacts others. And when you stop, then it'll stop God's hand from moving in supernatural measures. Amen. I said it'll stop God's hand from moving supernaturally. You can play church. You can go to church. But will God move supernaturally for the deep things of God? Amen. So he said, I'm going to triumph when I rejoice. Nevertheless, however, I see it. It's a mess. But I'm going to praise God. Amen. He said, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Hmm. How do you joy in the God of your salvation when everything in your life is going the wrong way? How do you do that? It's supernatural. I said it's supernatural. And you can't do it alone. He that is in me is greater than he that's in the world. We have to live in that vein, Marcus, where he that is in me, not he that how I feel, not he that what I know, amen, I know things are a mess. You don't have to tell me they're a mess, amen. You don't have to remind me. I see it. I feel it every day. It's about where you're down. It's about where you're down. Everywhere you turn, it seems like something else, something else, something else. But yet, but even if. Amen. In the middle of all of it, I'm still going to worship God. Why? He's worthy. He's worthy. And so how do you have joy in the God of your salvation when nothing in your life is producing anything? You know what a lot of preachers would say? Well, you must be out of the will of God. <laughs> well, you must be out of the will of God. Ain't nothing going right for you. <laughs> well, what would they tell Saul when he came Paul? I'm going to show you the things you got to suffer for me. What do you think they would tell him? I can tell you them same preachers that tell you you must be out of the will of God would have never had him in his pulpit. Amen. He'd have never had Saul of Tarsus. Now Paul in the pulpit, he would have always called him Saul. He'd have never let him there. He'd have never let a Ruth reproduce. I mean a Rahab reproduce. He never would have. Amen. But God is calling us to this place in our life. He said, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now I'm fixing to ask some of you to do something. Amen. Because I want to read something to you. This got in my get good today. And yesterday. Does that make sense? Carrie's looking at me. <laughs> it got in my get good. Hallelujah. Does that make sense to anybody? <laughs> Not really. I will joy in the God of my salvation. This word means to rejoice, to exalt, to be glad. And so I thought of this word when I sent it to Sister Leah yesterday about thanksgiving. 
It means to tremble from fear. The joy of the Lord causes you to tremble. But listen to this. The primitive root can mean to spin around under the influence of any violent emotion. To spin around under the influence of a violent emotion. Now where does that emotion come from? Violent. We're talking about joy. I said we're talking about joy. And we're talking about spinning around even though there's no cattle in my stalls. Even though everything that I planted and put in the ground, everything is failing. There is no increase. Everything looks like decrease. But yet you want me to spin around? Well, I'm telling you that's what God said, that that word joy means I will rejoice. That means triumph. That means I'm going to overcome, verse 17. My circumstances might not change, but my heart and my life surely will because there's something greater than what verse 17 says. That tells me there's a force greater than what verse 17 says. That tells me that there's a God of my salvation that speaks truth and not lies. I know everything in my life may be failing. I know everything in my life may be empty. I know things in my life may look like it's going backwards to you but I'm telling you there's still a God in heaven and there's a God in the midst of this house tonight and there's an emotion that is greater than you and I it said a violent emotion that would cause you and I where we couldn't sit still I don't know about you church but I want to walk in that kind of joy I want to walk in that kind of authority I want to walk in that kind of triumph that no matter what the devil brings my way all of a sudden I begin to spin around why is he spinning around in the middle of emptiness, in the middle of shame, in the middle of pain, in the middle of sickness, I can tell you there's a violent force of emotion that is spinning me around. I can't stop it. I don't want to stop it. I feel God. I feel the Holy Ghost. And there's something greater that is pressing me, pushing me to serve God with joy. Hallelujah. 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 It can mean to joy, to rejoice, to be glad, be joyful. Gill's commentator contains a suggestion of dancing for joy, leaping for joy. When's the last time you've left? Well, pastor, we don't do that. Why not? You want some things to break off of you? I said, you want some things to break off of you? Are we too prideful? I said, we're too prideful. So we don't want any kind of emotion that's greater than me to ever force me to do anything. I'm telling you, I want the Holy Ghost to push me. I said, I want the Holy Ghost to twirl me around. I want to dance with the Lord. Jesus, come. Send the Holy Ghost down that's greater than I. And Lord, let me dance with you. Let the Holy Ghost begin to spin me around. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost of God begin to spin me around. And when he's spinning me around, there's a violent force of emotion. I know what my life looks like. You don't have to tell me. I know what this world looks like. You don't have to tell me. I just need somebody that'll get in my life that'll help me spin around. I know I want to stop. Everything in me says quit. Everything 
enemy says run away. Oh, but there's something greater. There's a violent force. There's an emotion greater than I. There's a spirit on the inside of me. It said it's greater than my circumstances. It said it's greater than my stalls being empty. It said it's greater than the fig pellet and the olive oil not producing anything. There's something greater and it's violent and it wants to get a hold of the church in this hour and spin us around. Woo. Hallelujah. Brother Chris said yesterday, he said, I feel like I'm spinning. He said, but it's not that kind. He said, it's like the devil has me spinning out of control. Anybody experience that? He's just spinning out of control. I'm telling you, there's one greater. I said, there's one greater. His name is Jesus. A violent force. My God. Just a violent force. And he said, spin us around. Sister Ashley, I heard the Lord say when you were down here, and I didn't want to just tell you to do it, but I want you just to stand up where you are. I know you don't know me. It seems crazy. <laughs> but just spin around. Just spin around. Whew. Spin around again. Hey, spin around again. Whew. Hallelujah. Carrie, stand up. You knew it. The Lord told me, spin around. I'm telling you, lift your hand. Woo! Hey! of pain. We can have joy in the midst of suffering. We just got to get up and know there's something greater than I. There's something greater than that world. There's something greater than the circumstances we're facing, church. I'm telling you, there's joy in the house of the Lord tonight. There's a violent force of emotion, no matter, no matter what. Hallelujah. Violent force. So the next time, Tanner, you feel the enemy pressing you, let the Holy Ghost take over. <laughs> Say, devil, I'm glad you pushed me. <laughs> devil, I'm glad you pushed me because it just got me in here to spin with the Holy Ghost. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> You just helped kickstart something the Holy Ghost has been trying to do my whole life. Hey! hey. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Let him push you. There's one greater. <laughs> Bubba, there's one greater. The church, we just got to let down our pride. Violet, take that, devil. Come on, dance in your face. Tanner, spin around. For real. Spin around. Spin around. Spin around. Spin around. Hands up. Spin around. Spin around again. Come on, one more time. Hands lifted. Spin around. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Woo. Hey, hey, hallelujah. There's one greater. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. There's one greater. Blair, whatever you've been facing, spin around. Come on, sister. Spin around. You felt all alone. You feel all alone. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Emily, will you pray for her? Go ahead. Go ahead, sister. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. The devil ain't getting your joy. The devil ain't getting that's it. Go ahead. Let the Holy Ghost pray. The devil ain't getting your joy, sister. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Brooke, will you lay your hand right there on her? Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. A violent force. Brother Chris, would you stand up? Come on. Just lift your hands. Just spin around, brother. Shoo. The joy. Restore the joy of his salvation, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Hey. Restore, renew, restore, renew. Come on, Sister Angel, stand up. He can't do it alone. Hallelujah. He can't do it alone. The devil's throwing everything at you. Your family, not only Brother Chris's, but yours too. Everything in the face of the devil, there's something greater. Just spinning. He's just spinning us. And guess what? We're never out of control. I don't care what people say, Brother Luke. People say that church is out of control. No, they're not. The Holy Ghost has my hand the whole time. <laughs> and right in front of you, religious nuts in face. <laughs> hey! The Holy Ghost is spinning me around. <laughs> and he's making you watch. <laughs> and you're mad because you can't dance. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you're mad because you want to dance. <laughs> it's time somebody get some dancing shoes on. Come on, church. Get your dancing shoes on. The Holy Ghost is here tonight to violently spin us around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been waiting all day since yesterday to say that. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, I'm telling you, right at the right time. I was sitting on my couch. I'll just expose my life. It don't matter. I was sitting there praying. I was reading that. The bank calls. It's never good when the bank calls. <laughs> they said, hey, uh, you got a check. We got two accounts. Well, there's a check coming through from October 22nd. And it's where I paid all my bills at one bank of the same check. And I'm like, a month ago? <laughs> what in the world? And it was just like the devil trying to get my praise. And I sat there and I said, Holy Ghost, you got to help me. Because you know what? I mean, you just feel like a failure. 
It's been years since the bank called. And so thank God, God makes a way. He's a way maker. But it was just like the devil. I said, I heard what that man of God said the other day. I said, we've been paying our tithes on the first fruits before we ever spent a dollar. I said, ain't it just like the devil to show up knocking on my door and tell me why you even want to bother why you even want to bother paying on the first fruits? Hey, you've started doing that. You ain't never did that in your whole life. Hey, Amen. I'd wait till the end of the month and I'd just write one check. Well, I was convicted the other day when Don Norton was here. He said, we put a night box on the front door of our church where whenever you get paid, you don't touch one dollar of that. You don't touch one cent of that. Hey, Amen. I want to get where that man of God is. He said, I want to live off 10% and so 90%. And so we start doing that and the next thing you know, the bank's calling. I said, Said, oh, you rotten devil. And I just happened to read. I just happened to look on my blue letter Bible. And I saw, well, there's a violent force of emotion. I said, devil, I said, you just showed up at the wrong place at the wrong time. I said, because my God is greater than you. I said, my God is greater than you. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And my God knows how to pay all my bills. Hallelujah. And I said, oh, devil, you might as well pack a bag and take your lunch because I'm fixing to dance in the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't even tell Carrie that. It was just the stupid devil. Amen. Anybody else fight him like that? Amen. Hallelujah. We will rejoice. I will joy in the God. Amen. Listen. This lays to rest the notion that the biblical concept of joy is only a quiet inner sense of well-being. <laughs> hey, and so guess what begins to happen? When you and I begin to dance violently, <laughs> we can flip over to the next prophet. And Zephaniah had a revelation. Whenever I dance violently and the Holy Ghost is spinning me around... <laughs> Guess who's dancing over me? Whew. Guess who's violently warring over me? But I wonder why the church don't violently dance over a lot of churches. Because we won't engage in violent worship. We won't let the Holy Ghost spin us around. And the whole time Jesus is saying, let me go. I'm ready to dance over them. I'm ready to spin over them with songs of deliverance. And songs of joy. If they would only dance. How many of y'all, when you just stood up and began to spin, did you feel something greater than you? Anybody, did you feel something greater? You felt something greater, Sister Ashley, Brother Chris, Sister Angel. Did y'all feel something greater than you? You just felt a freedom, something began to fall off. You know why? Because in that moment, when you engaged in violent worship and spinning around, Jesus said, now I'm dancing over you. He said, I'm dancing over you. Oh, you're just making that stuff up, preacher. Well, I'm glad you asked. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save and he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love and he will joy over thee with singing. When he said he will joy over thee with singing, it's the same root Hebrew word that he is violently dancing over his people. Let me tell you, I said, church, I don't know about you, but he is our example from the front to the back. And I don't know about you, but sometimes the Bible says this. It says if we'll draw nigh unto him, then he'll draw nigh unto us. Now I can't say that the scripture says if we'll dance for him, then he'll dance over us. It don't say that, but it does say 
that whenever we begin to have joy, despite our circumstances, despite the way we feel, despite what we see, if we'll begin to dance and join the Lord, that it also says that he would begin to have joy. He would begin to violently dance over you and I. He's rejoicing over this house. He's rejoicing over your life. He's not forsaken you. He's not forgotten you in your troubles. He's not forgotten you in your emptiness. He's dancing over you in the spirit. Church, we got to dance again. We got to joy again. And we got to triumph again in the middle of a in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a virus, in the middle of emptiness. We can have joy. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Rayford, you playing? Whew. <laughs> I still got a few minutes. You can. Come on. <laughs> Amen. So he's singing Marvelous Light. So before I move on, so I was at a drug and alcohol program. Many of you know this probably, but I was a meth addict and lost everything in my life. And so visitors, I think y'all should know that. This didn't just happen. Amen. Being a pastor. Amen. I got called to be a pastor in a six by six jail cell. Amen. Never knew that's what I would be then, but uh, God did. Amen. And so we was there, and uh, great place, but I knew nothing about the Holy Ghost. I knew nothing. I just knew there was something in me that was like itching for more, that wanted out. You know what I'm saying? And so, I don't know, I made it through the program and finally kind of got my head on straight after several mess-ups and uh, started helping in the youth. And me and Rafe was 13 or 14 then. He was in youth at Dunklin. Blair was there. We went to a centrifuge. It was this big camp. You probably went to centrifuge, some of y'all. It's a big youth camp. We went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And so I wouldn't, I was one, like I wouldn't lift my hands in front of people because I was ashamed. Can y'all believe that? I really used to wouldn't. I know y'all don't believe that, but I, that's me. That's my, that's really me. And so, like, I'm really quiet. I am. I am. Jesus has did a work. I'm really shy. Shy, okay. Shy. That's why I used to do drugs and drink. All right. Y'all know what I'm saying. Like, really, my nature, huh, is courage. Yeah. So my nature is that. So the Holy Ghost pushes you out. And so I honestly wouldn't lift my hand. Because they said, you're religious. You was just smoking crack, smoking meth a year ago. Now you want to lift your hands. You've been there. So I would never lift my hands. You know what I'm saying? Because they would call me religious. But there was something in me that wanted to. You know what I'm saying? It was just like when I got here. There was something in me that was greater. And I, want, I really wanted to worship God. But I didn't really know the word. But there was something in me greater pushing. So we went to the centrifuge. And that centrifuge, it was a lot of young people. So they had the lights and. They would turn the lights down, and so I got the courage up with the lights off. And I lifted my hands. When I lifted my hands, something happened. And they started singing this song. I'd never heard it. Lift your hands and spin around. 
See the light that I have found. It's a marvelous light. So you for real had that song before I preached this? <laughs> Holy Jesus. <laughs> Rafe don't lie either. He used to, but he don't no more. <laughs> I used to be quiet. I'm not anymore. Amen. And so, verse 16 says, In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem. No, I'm sorry. Habakkuk 3, verse 19. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet. Well, I thought hind's feet were just my hind feet. (laughs) I need a lot of help. I've heard that scripture, but I'm like, my hind feet. Yeah, feet from behind. About to tell you. You're wondering too. You thought it was your back feet, didn't you? A hind is a female deer. A female deer. You see these pictures of these high cliffs, rocks, mountains. Some are slippery. Some have big stones and rocks. Some have thorns. They're huge. And then have you ever seen them, you say, I wonder how that little bitty trail ever got up that thing. You ever wondered that? Like you see a little trail beating out, a beaten path. You know what that's from? It's from a hind. It's from a hind's feet. And their back feet, their hind feet, will literally go right back where their front feet just were. And they will push again. And anything that's in front of them, they're going to push up with strength supernaturally. We are supernatural. It is divine in them. And God made them that way. It's the only animal that can climb the steep rocks. And so he said, I'll make your feet as hind's feet. I see what you're facing. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't do it. But I'm about to do it for you and through you. What you see ahead of you, you don't think that there's any way to climb it? You don't think there's any way to get over it? You don't think there's any way to get through it, do you? It's impossible to you. God is going to anoint somebody in this house tonight with hind's feet. God's going to anoint this house with hind's feet. Hey. You're fixing to leave a mark. This church is about to leave a trail. People's going to say, how in the world did they get through that? Right now everybody's talking about us. You know why? Because they're still having church. Amen. Still having church. I don't know what else to do. Lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. Listen, we've been respectful. You know, people don't come. That's fine. We all love people's wore masks here. That's fine. Amen. All of that is fine. So let them talk. Let people say what they want to say. But in the middle of all of this, we can stay stuck right there or we can go on. We can say, I'm going to violently dance. God's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. How did they get through that? You see that little trail? How did they climb that rock? You see that little trail? It didn't stop when it got 10 feet higher right there. It kept going. I'm telling you, our God, listen, 
The word hind can mean to equip us with what we need to bring us through the rough patches. Anybody been through some rough patches lately? Maybe you're in a rough patch and you're wondering, you showed up tonight, you say, how am I going to make it through it? I'm going to tell you, God's going to anoint your feet like hind's feet. <laughs> Amen. This animal is the only animal that could climb rocky terrains. God's going to anoint. It's a female deer that is used to do the impossible climb and climb the unclimbable. It is the most sure-footed, focused, and agile mountain creature. God's about to give us focus like we've never seen. We're about to become the most focused, sure-footed people. Well, I wonder if I can count on them. If God anoints your feet like Hines' feet, you better know you're going to be sure-footed. You better know I'm not walking away. You better know the devil came to push me out, to push me down, to push me back. But something on the inside of me, Sister Tammy, was greater. How'd they make it up that? How'd they make it through that? I don't know but one way. God anointed their feet like Hines' feet. And everywhere that they touch, I don't know. We got two set of feet. So I wonder, just like that deer, the back feet land where the front feet were. That means the front feet were already there. I believe the front footprints are God's footprints. God's saying, just step where I step. Just go where I go. I know it looks impossible. I know you don't look like, but when God anoints our feet like Hines' feet, our feet are going to land where his feet have already been. And God's not going to ask you and I to go where he's not anointed, to go where he's not appointed, to go where his feet hadn't already been. I'm telling you, God's a way maker. I'm telling you, God prepares us before the storm ever comes. And if God's going to anoint our feet to be like Hines' feet, he's not going to leave us empty. He's not going to let us alone. He's going to anoint us to climb the mountain. Hallelujah. Listen, this animal was used as a picture to the child of God that no matter what your circumstances and situations looks or appears to be, we can be empowered by divine influence to do the same as that animal. What looks like it can't be climbed. When the anointing of God comes, it can be. Amen. When it looks like if our children, your children, are just going to keep going away, God's going to anoint our feet like Hines' feet. Amen. Impossible situations. God's the God of the impossible. Amen. Listen, you see pictures of that big mountain and you see that little trail. Let me say this. God didn't bring the mountain down for the deer to jump on. God put what was needed in that deer to climb to the top of that mountain. <laughs> Listen to me. God may not bring our circumstances down. God might not change the circumstances right now, but God's going to anoint our feet to climb higher. <laughs> I said God's going to anoint our feet to climb higher. Amen. A lot of times we want these things to bow down. What would be greater, if they bowed down to us or if God anointed us to go greater? <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want to see God anoint us to go greater. Amen. We're going to go higher. Listen, he didn't bring the mountain down for the hind to climb. But better yet, God gave the ability to the deer to climb the mountain. And I'm telling you, God's put something on the inside of us. He's anointed us. He's anointed you. Brother James, he's anointed your life. And he's going to anoint us. Amen. Anoint our feet to be as hind's feet. Listen to this. And if we'll walk with God and our foot will be, and if our feet will be sure-footed, listen to me. 
He said, he will make me to walk upon mine high places. I heard the Holy Ghost say before I came to church tonight, elevation is coming to this house. Mine high places means elevation. That means your anointing, Sister Tammy's about to be elevated. In the middle of the rough patch, Sister, your feet's going to land where his feet's already walked. Whew. And that means that our anointings in this house is increasing. I know, Brother James, if we stay at verse 17, it looks like everything is decreasing. Oh, but when we walk with God, when we walk with God, Brother Chris, the anointing, Sister Stacy, increases. He's taking us to high places. Whose high places? Mine. <laughs> Whose high places, Brother Justin? Yours. Amen. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Go ahead, Brother James. Rejoice in him. Spin around, Brother James. Just spin around, Brother. Hallelujah. 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 Hey. hey. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Would you stand with me tonight all over this house? Remember, Habakkuk's name means to embrace. If he wouldn't have embraced verse 17, he never would have rejoiced in verse 18. You just have to embrace where God has you. Just say, God, I embrace it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like what we're walking through right now. I don't like it. I don't like what this church is walking through right now. I don't like it. But in the middle of that, God is moving. Melvin Sanchez called me this week because we were able to bless a pastor in California. Him and his son and their church are in the hospital for COVID. And the Holy Ghost dealt with me so strong last Wednesday night. He said, when you sow into that pastor and sow into that church, he said, I'm going to rebuke COVID from off this church. Because you build alms and a memorial before the Lord. And God remembers that whenever we sow into that financially. It's a seed that you sow, but it's alms before God. Amen. That's what the Bible says in the book of Acts. It's, psalms before, it's, it's alms before God. And so God remembers the memorial that we put before Him. And so God will rebuke the devourer from off of our life. The scripture says that. Amen. And so we sowed seed into that. Brother Sanchez, Bishop Sanchez, he said, Your name is greater than your number. I don't know if that means anything to anybody else. <laughs> but he said, your name is greater than your number. He said, you may only have 250 people or whatever you have. He said, but I promise you this one thing. He said, your name in the kingdom of God. He said, is much greater than the number of people in that house. He said, pastor, he said, I've been on the phone all day with pastors from all around the world. He said, and I could point to one place that in the middle of an outbreak of COVID-19 in their church, they took up an offering, and they sowed for another man. They sowed for another church. And today, Bishop Sanchez was able to send that pastor $2,237. Amen. That's what he was able to send him. Not all from here. Not all from here. But this church sowed in last week for a miracle. And I'm telling you, God knows. God knows. And so listen to me, church, tonight. Your name is greater than your number. Our name is greater than our number. We're not a number. Amen. We're a name. There's an anointing on your life. 
He said, you'll build, Pastor. He said, but you'll build again. <laughs> he said, you'll build again. He said, you'll build again. He said, because God is about to na- make the name of that church great. Now, do we do that in pride and arrogance? Oh, no, it cost. It cost. Our feet must be anointed like Heinz feet because I'm telling you where God's asking us to go. Where God's asking us to go, are we going to go? Are we going to lay hands on those with COVID that nobody else wants to get close to? <laughs> We're to be a people that are standing between the people and the plague. Are we going to fear? Are we going to rise up? The devil will come. Sister Leanne said that. She said, I knew. I knew exactly where it came. And I would do it again. But then the devil came when her husband was sicker than her. The devil comes. And he whispers. But when the devil comes, even if he comes at 3 in the morning, can we just get out of our bed and say, Holy Ghost, violently spin me around. Violently spin me around. There's a violent force that's greater. I want to invite you down to the altar. Don't get down on your knees. But if you feel led to come, I just want you to come. Brother Rafe, go ahead. Just lift your hands up.